You're listening to episode 69 of GameSpot After Dark. This week we chat about some nice things we're thankful for and discuss Assassin's Creed Valhalla and more Demon Souls. Welcome to episode 69. Nice. 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 Of GameSpot After Dark, your weekly video game podcast, official game pod. I can't talk. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I reversed the order in there somewhere. But anyway, it's episode 69. We're nice. going to talk about nice. video games <laughs> and only video games, most likely. You know us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe not. No. Yeah. But be- before we do any of that. Jean-Luc, do you want to talk a little bit about Extra Life? Because I've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks, but you are the showrunner here and it's working a little differently this year and it's already started. So keep yes. an eye out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Extra Life has already started. Um, we It was kicked off last Saturday by Michael Hyam, who did a 12 hour stream. Um, I'd say by himself, but actually I think Ben was in there for for most of it with him. So shout out to Ben as well. Uh, for being his cohort in that. Um, and yeah, we're, uh, then that was followed up on Monday with Jake and Timor doing Demon Souls. And the idea is that we're just going to kind of uh, do a couple streams throughout the year uh, with different members of the staff um, who want to participate. Um, we're, we're trying to get uh, $5,000 is our goal this year. We're, we're, we're shortening it because... It's been a rough year. It's a I rough think, year. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 don't want to uh, ask for too much of people, but we still think extra life is a good cause that's worth giving to, um, especially this year. Uh, kids need some 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 love and support. Hopefully, these kids can get themselves a, a hot new PS Five or C- <laughs> Series X with this money. All the um, no, all the gamers ruined Christmas already. Did you guys uh, see that too? Oh, I saw <laughs> that viral tweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The gamers have, <laughs> the gamers have destroyed yet another thing. You know what yeah. somebody said on Twitter that I thought was a great idea is is uh, if you're giving away if if you don't need like your PS4 or your One uh, X, uh, donate it to to like a local children's hospital or yeah. uh, something like that, and give it to some kids that need it because I think they they try and have uh, systems like that, but they're usually pretty outdated. Yeah. So rather than like you know try and sell it or just throw it away, like. Give it to some kids. Give it to some kids that need and it. There's way more kid-appropriate games on uh, existing consoles than on the PS5 and Series X because I feel like n- none of those kids are going to be playing Demon Souls. I, w- I don't think. I don't know. I I got I got into M-rated games really early, so maybe, yeah, maybe not. But <laughs> but also check if you're going to donate to a hospital that they accept it and mm-hmm. that like especially given COVID, you know that there's a suitable way of doing that. Well, anyway, before we get into the topics of this week, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Jean-Luc, do you want to start with that? All right, yeah. So I've been playing, um, for the past three weeks, I've been playing Destiny uh, 2 Beyond Light, the newest expansion. It dropped uh, smack dab in the middle of console launches, same day as Series X, and I decided I'm going to spend my time not playing Demon's Souls, not playing... Uh, well, actually, I have been playing Demon Souls, but I've <laughs> been spending most of my time playing uh, Destiny, and it's really good. I, I like it a whole lot. Um, it's it's not gonna 
blow anyone's socks off in terms of, you know, like if, if you're somebody who's like kind of fallen off destiny or, you know, um, hasn't interested you before, like nothing about it's going to change, uh, all that much, but I think it's a really, really good expansion, especially as someone who, who has stuck with it. It, there's some really good payoffs. Like if you're, if you're like me and you're like into the lore, if you're a lore nerd, um, there's some really good stuff. They, they pay off a lot of plot threads they've been building up for years. I don't want to spoil it, I guess, for like people who I feel like either you, you don't care or you already know all this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) there is no middle ground with this. There is no middle ground, but, um, they, they pay off, uh, a, a character from destiny one who, who showed up in the vanilla campaign and then they like dropped completely and they brought them back. Um, and yeah, like I, I feel like they've just gotten really a lot better at the storytelling, like, uh, like the story, some of destiny's best story is always like in those like lore books you have to read. So it's like, hope you like reading if you want to like get to the good stuff. And now, now it's like, they're finally figuring out that you can actually deliver that stuff in like cutscenes and dialogue. And, and I think they've, they're finally striking a good balance where it feels like you can just play the game and actually get more, more of the narrative, uh, without, without having to read all the time. Although there's still plenty of reading. How's the raid? Cause I know you just finished that right last night. Yes. I beat it last night. It's fantastic. Uh, this is actually my first time ever doing a raid. Um, like right when it launched and doing it blind, I've always like gone in with people who like, like like years after it's happened or months after and they like explain it to me and um so this is the first time i've ever actually like gotten to have that like fresh raid experience uh it's freaking awesome like there there is nothing more satisfying than like as a group like collectively like okay like figuring out the little pieces like you're, you're like all right this guy drops this thing and we need to you know oh what happens if we put it over here like oh it activated this and then like you're kind of like puzzling it together and figuring it out we did hit a roadblock. Uh, <laughs> so the first the first night was uh, we, we went for 12 hours and oh we got God. stuck on the second encounter, which is apparently the big encounter that everyone got stuck on. We figured out how to do it. It was just like the execution of it was really tough. Uh, I think we gave up at midnight when we literally got him down to one hit left and then just like the boss basically like makes copies of themselves and you need to find like the right copy. And if you shoot the wrong one, you instantly lose. And we couldn't. And and at the end, the boss like cycles through rapidly. So you're like, shoot that one. Now shoot that one. And then we couldn't find the last one because he was hiding behind like a pillar. And we're like, oh, which one is it? Uh, 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 I think it's that one. And then like we lost and we had one sliver. Damn. Heartbreaking. Um, but that was so when when you do it day one, they have a thing called contest mode and where it, it like limits um, it gates everyone's power level so that everyone has like an equal shot to try and get uh, worlds first. Um, so we did it yesterday, um, two days after and contest mode is off and we completely smoked that boss our first try. Like, no, oh. no problem, which was super yeah. satisfying <laughs> to do. Um, and then you and then get we, one of those jackets. Oh yeah, so uh, the jacket—it's a—it's admittedly a cool jacket. You can get your gamer tag name on it. I won't do that if I get it. I'm definitely not doing that. Although I think you can just put in whatever you want. So maybe like I don't know. I could put 
my last 69. name. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> just put sixty nine on it. Uh, but it is like hundred and seventy bucks, and I'm like, ooh, Oof. I have to. I have till the end of the year to think about if I actually want to get it though. Um, they have some cool merch though. I really want. They they had this like spicy ramen shirt. Mm-hmm. I really really wanted. Oh, yeah. oh, it was so cute. I I think it is legitimately the coolest thing where like they do where if you by like beating at challenges in the game, you get the opportunity to buy exclusive merch for that. So like every time you beat a, a seal for like each season, you can buy a little pin that like That's has cute. the the seal on it. But you can only do it if you like you know, unbeat that seal within a certain amount of time. And I, I think that's so cool. Like that, that's a, I don't know if other games do that, but that, that's a really neat way to like, um, kind of like encourage your community and give them like something very tangible, uh, to mm-hmm. shoot for if that's what they're interested in. You can tell how, uh, not attached to destiny. I am because when you said be a seal, I said cute. Cause I thought it was an animal. Oh, no. like a seal and then and then you kept talking and i was like oh no i was very wrong <laughs> uh well anyway with that callie do you want to revisit your animal crossing minute your animal crossing corner i forgot what we decided to call it yeah whatever it's called one of those two I'll, I'll talk about it i uh took my first animal crossing break because of the console launch so i hadn't played in over a week and I was scared because in the past... You're scared. I haven't been on since yeah. like April. Well, I was really scared because in the past, the villagers are like like really mean to you and like guilt you and stuff. Like in the older games, they like used to be like, if you did something to make them not like you, they'd be like, why are you so ugly? Like, oh. So... I know they wouldn't do that anymore, but I was still kind of nervous about being guilted. But like all the villagers were just like... Oh, it's so good to see you. I bet you got caught up in a good book. Oh, God, I wish. I was really busy. Um, But I I cleaned up my my, uh, weeds and then it was back on track. And um, I'm excited for Turkey Day because I need something to do with, hi, Greg, with all of my (laughs) pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And of course, I tweeted about it incessantly. But the most important thing was the added storage because I had so much garbage well not garbage like stuff that i needed that couldn't fit in my house and i would just put i just had a a bunch of stuff on the ground i had like a graveyard of items just like a bunch of pumpkins (laughs) littering my my front yard of my house and it was just a disaster and i was like how am i going to decorate around this i don't know and uh then they were like it, it was like the light had broken through the clouds and shined upon me and the angels sang and then I could put everything away and it was amazing. Um, And I'm just having a a great time with my clean open spaces and trying to figure out how to fill them with actual decor again. And uh, um, what else is happening? What's new with Turkey Day and all the new update? Um, Beyond storage, that is. Oh yeah, there's way more to it than the storage. They added a bunch of hairstyles specifically like um for like uh black players, which I think is really awesome. Oh. Um that's something that like people were asking about uh, on Twitter especially for a really long time and it it's interesting cuz you're seeing more of that, but I I wasn't expecting that feedback to reach 
a Japanese company. Not that like a Japanese company is not capable of that, but I just think there's an extra language barrier to getting that feedback versus something like The Sims where they've been incorporating more customization options for a, ri- a wider range of skin tones. And it's um, also Nintendo who yeah, and it's Nintendo, so. doesn't listen to people if they don't want to. Yeah, and like Animal Crossing has made some strides in the past, like you didn't get to pick your skin color before, you just had to go outside and tan. So um, that was a really pleasant surprise. Um, And um, so there were small things like that. They added some reactions. You can sit on the ground now. Very big. People are Mm -hmm. loving the sitting. Seen a lot of very cute pictures. Yeah, lots of pictures of... uh, Did Andrew send you the picture of him sitting with all his dogs? Yes. Okay, yeah. (laughs) He he sent me just... He was upset because his character sits wider than the dogs. And he's like, why am I manspreading in my (laughs) um, photo? So there's stuff like that. But the actual like big events are Turkey Day and Toy Day were added in this update. So Turkey Day is the Thanksgiving one, obviously, um, by the name. I'm not sure exactly how it works because I don't time travel. I just visit other people's islands where they time travel. <laughs> um, so I just, I, it's not like I'm above time travel. I just would lose track and not know what day it was anymore. Um, it's it involves cooking and there's a bunch of DIYs you can get. So there's some items like a gorgeous like Thanksgiving table and a Thanksgiving fireplace and like oh. a, a bunch of food items and stuff that you can DIY. And then toy day is where Jingle the Reindeer comes to your town and it's you deliver toys and stuff. Um, and there's a ton of like toy themed items, like a dog plushie that like runs. Oh. I have a friend who made um, a like a dog sled, like dogs pulling a sleigh kind of mm-hmm. with the plushies because they're like running in place. It's really cute. Um, there's like a T-Rex. There's a RC helicopter that when you interact with it, it actually flies up into the air. So there's like a lot of like cool toy items that you can get and then a bunch of new DIYs as well. Um, so, it, you know, it's just like more of the same kind of new seasonal event gives you new DIYs, new items and a new activity to do that would have been in the game. But Nintendo just wanted you to experience this experience it in real time so that's why they wait to to put it in the game and they also confirmed a january update i'm hoping that one's brewster i'm hoping we get brewster in january we've been waiting for brewster for a really long time um and i'm hoping they add more design slots that's my next wish i never thought they would add more storage so maybe they'll add more design slots and uh and i'm just you know i'm back at it i've been decorating i've been farming for diys which means i stand on my beach for four hours a night uh, while watching Trash TV and I wait for the balloons to come and then I get the DIYs and then whatever ones I already had, I sent to Andrew in the mail <laughs> because he didn't have any and I felt bad. <laughs> um, I also tried it out sounds the, really boring. But <laughs> I also tried out the island transfer thing that they added with oh, this yeah. update and it is a pain in the ass. <laughs> What is Island Transfer? Yeah, how's that work? So, because so I played on a regular Switch because I was capturing a lot for videos, and I can't mm-hmm. do that on my Switch Lite. So I just figured, oh, when I can, I'll just transfer it over. Now, obviously, you couldn't do that originally with Animal Crossing, and they said they were going to add a feature later, which adds cloud saves and the ability to transfer islands. In order to do that, you have to download a separate Island Transfer app on both consoles that you want to transfer it to. And then you have to go through all of these settings and it like has issues if two or if more than one user has a house on the island that you're trying to transfer to 
a different switch that doesn't have those same users, it's a pain. I don't get why I just can't upload my save to the cloud and download it or just do like a simple save transfer like I would for any other game. I'm sure there's a reason why, but it yeah, doesn't you'd be make able to it duplicate any less items. of a pain. Yeah. Like crazy. Sure, um, but like Pokemon got around it, right? Like I was able to transfer yeah. uh, my save and, and like that, that, arguably they're probably more worried about people duplicating items in Pokemon or duplicating Pokemon than duplicating items in Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's like not actually a big deal. I don't know why they're so strict about it, but you did successfully get it to work. I did get it to work. And then I went to my island and picked some weeds and didn't talk to any villagers because I was afraid (laughs) they'd be mad at me. They won't (laughs) be. Because it was the first time I turned it on since July. They're very nice. It's so much better than in, in the past where they'd be like, where have you been? And for anyone, or if this is your first Animal Crossing game, back in my day, villagers (laughs) villagers <laughs> just to, used to just move out. They would just move out without telling you. And if you skipped a day, you'd come back and your favorite villager would have been gone. And they don't do that anymore. So uh, so check your privilege is what I have to say about that. <laughs> I actually kind of miss when the villagers were a little bit meaner. I liked having some villagers that were just straight up dicks to you. Yeah, have you seen the screenshots of like the GameCube Animal Crossing where they're like, get your ugly giant head out of my town. Like yeah. they get so <laughs> yeah, some of them are mean. It's but there, yeah, it's good. Anyway, Lucy, you've you've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Are you almost done with that game? I heard it's very long. No, I had to start it over again. Oh what? Oh no. Is this because uh, of the trophy things? Yeah, I got re- I got that annoyed with it. Um so the the TLDR is I was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla originally on Series X. And um because I did a lot of capture for our graphics comparisons, uh, working together with Jake and Max on those, um, I used my save because uh, it has cross-platform saves thanks to Ubisoft Connect. Used that on PS5, and I was capturing some stuff, and I was capturing specifically for a tips video. And there was a bit that Jordan had written where he said, "If you light the ten uh beacons on hadrian's wall not only just a great lord of the rings reference you get a trophy i did that and it didn't pop and so i did it again because i thought oh maybe the beacons went out didn't pop then i did a story thing didn't pop and i was like shit Uh tried it on xbox same stuff didn't pop um and so everything and i was like okay well I know I don't need achievements and trophies to have fun with a game, but I like to use achievements and trophies as a way of looking back on things that I've done. Um, And also, if I'm going to be spending 120 hours or something in an RPG, I want to be able to look back. So what I did, I did some testing. I deleted my local save from my PS5. I disconnected my account from Ubisoft Connect. Um... A, a new level of bullshit is you can't play Assassin's Creed Valhalla while connected to the internet without connecting to Ubisoft Connect. Mm. So have to play the game completely offline, um, but shit's popping again. So Yay. we've got to work around. Um, but I, I mainlined the story and I'm actually back to where I was already because most, okay. of, most of my playtime uh, on the original one, but... Um, the yeah the most of the stuff i was doing was a capture so i could i got back it was fine 
But honestly, like, I'm still really enjoying that game. And in terms of, like, differences between the two platforms, like, the one thing I'll say is, first of all, just the screen tearing is the biggest issue that I've found. Like, the, the screen tearing on Xbox is bad. Like On Series X? Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice much. I noticed a little yeah. bit, but I didn't see a lot of it. Do you have Can- a VRR TV, Jake? Uh, I have, I'm playing on a monitor, 144 hertz refresh rate. Mm. So maybe that's it. Yeah. My TV doesn't have VRR and I like went through all the settings and all that stuff. And so it's, it's really bad on my TV. Whereas Mm. on PS5, it's not an issue. Um, thoughts on the game though, like beyond what I've already said is that I'm really, really enjoying it. It's a very, like, I like the main story because it's nice to see a period of time depicted that I've actually really learned about. Um, and also it being set in the UK is nice, but also just the side stuff is really fun. Like just going around and collecting everything and mopping up areas and, um, I'm not stealthing this one because the game doesn't really encourage you to be a stealthy assassin, which is fine. I have started to do some like backseat game development where I'm like, oh, but what if they changed all the, um, the modern day pieces like, cause right now you still have that late, you still have Layla, you still have, um, Rebecca and Sean. And like, you have those bits where it pulls you out of the game. And it's like, I wish it, they would go back to what they tried to do with, um, Black Flag, where you were an Abstergo employee and like you were reading through files and stuff because it was all, it was all about you, which I really liked. Like it was in first person. I think that would be way more interesting instead of Layla. Who's fine? I just don't care. Stop pulling me out of the animus. That's it. So it's a Spivahawa. Good game. Yeah, I feel like we didn't really talk about it much on this podcast because we couldn't when we first got it. All we could say was yeah. how it looked. Oh no, we could only we could only discuss our emotions after playing. Yeah, that's what it was. So we like talked about it for a couple minutes and yeah. moved on, and then we talked about the new consoles and didn't really talk more about Valhalla. Um, but yeah, I played about 30 hours of it and really enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'm going to have time to go back to it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I'm triple wielding, um, assassins, Yakuza and demon souls. And I'm also like quietly just getting the platinum for Astro Bot in the background. Yeah. So it's like, it's so good. Yeah. Astro Bot's um, so good. And so like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of happy just kind of bouncing between these games at the minute. Yeah, I've just been playing Demon Souls. I started up Astrobot, played a little bit of Astrobot, started up Spider Man, played a little bit of Spider Man, but I was just like, nope, just Demon Souls. That's all My I'm boy. thinking about. My I'm boy. trying to platinum that <laughs> one, which I How bad is the platinum for that one? I, it depends how you look at it. You definitely can't do it in like one or. You could probably do it in two playthroughs, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think you could do it in two playthroughs because to get all the miracles, I think you need. You need some souls that you have to use to get spells. Oh. So I, I think you have to do it a couple of times. That being said, like because it is a souls game, once you know what you're doing, you can get through that game pretty quickly. Especially if you just do it on co-op. Like tomorrow and I for the extra life live stream last night, we were just playing co-op and we burned through it. Like we finished we finished two and a half areas, I think, three areas about. Um, in like the three hours we played. Dang. So it's pretty easy to get through that, but some of the some of the trophies are pretty fun. Like it's beat this boss with these specific items, beat this boss a certain way. 
Uh, so I was having fun doing that, but man, we talked about it a lot last week, but I really like that game. It's, it's so good. It's fantastic. Uh, did you guys see, uh, it was on Mashable. There was an article about, um, I hate my PS5. It's a read. I'll tell you that it's, um, yeah, it's interesting, but he was like, oh, and there's no games for the PS5? And I was like, and then he said, oh, I guess there's Demon Souls, and no disrespect to Bluepoint, but I played this game in 2009. I was like, excuse me, please. <laughs> Give it to a kid for Christmas if you Fuck. don't like it. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like there's, compared to the PS4, there's a lot of games, like yeah. Call of Duty, uh, I mean, it's Black Ops, Cold War over Ghosts. As a launch yeah. game for PS4, <laughs> yeah. like, are you yeah. kidding? Like, superior, come on. Way superior. And then it's like Assassin's Creed. You've got uh, like Spider-Man. You got Bug Snacks. Like, yeah. get out of here. But no, this article is very, I, was, I will say absolutely very mean-spirited and very jaded. Um, but yeah, the, the thing that got me was when they were like, oh yeah, Demon's Souls. I played this in 2009. I was like, yeah, this game looked like that and played like that and felt like that in 2009. Like, still, like, obviously, the uh, the core of the game is intact because it's, you know, they've recreated it, but, like, piss off with that. Yeah, I mean, I've played... I never played the original Demon's Souls, but I've probably spent about 45, almost 50 hours in Demon's Souls already, which is more than I've ever spent on probably a launch title for, you know, any platform, which I think says a lot, even though it is a remake, but just the Breath fact the that... Yeah, Breath of the Wild. That was... I forget that was a launch title. I, yeah. Jeez. Sorry. That was I, also I, not to spread out your over point. a much longer time. Not to undermine your point, <laughs> but I had to say it. <laughs> and I'll say it. I like Demon's Souls a lot more than Breath of the Wild. <gasps> not <do> comparable. <laughs> but I would anyway. not consider them comparable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but... Wasn't, I'm, wasn't I'm having a lot more fun with it. Miyazaki inspired by Zelda for... Was it demons? Either it was Demon Souls or it was Dark Souls. It doesn't matter. I'm just. I think it's Dark Souls. Shit. Well, actually, it's probably both. Didn't Game Maker's Toolkit do videos on these? I think he did. Probably. I feel like he did. They're called Boss I, Keys. I just. And they're about <laughs> Zelda. They're about Bloodborne and stuff. So, but anyway, that's what we've been playing. Let's move on to topics for the week. All right, and we are back with topics. First things first, there was another Cyberpunk Night City Wire, episode five. I'm very excited for Cyberpunk, but I am tired of these Night City Wires. This was a, this one was a really good one, though. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat where I don't need to see any more of the game, and yet every time they put something up, I watch it. I am I am mm-hmm. both scared and enticed and excited by the fact that news story of the dev saying that they were they played 170 hours and hadn't finished yet because part because that that kind of makes me feel better about watching all of the promo stuff because i'm like oh i'm not seeing everything but Mm -hmm. then the other part of me is like when am i gonna finish that yeah that news story (laughs) gave me an anxiety attack i don't know i i always take that with a grain of salt like i think there was like a developer who said like you can spend 500 hours and not do everything in fallout four and it's like no you can't like or like you can but like you can walk around the map it's like yeah i can pick up duct tape for 100 hours if i want i guess like i haven't watched a single night city wire because if i'm planning on uh reviewing a game i don't 
um, really participate in the preview cycle. Um, what was this about? <laughs> Keanu Reeves. So, yeah, it was mostly about Keanu Reeves. There was some gameplay stuff in there, too. But I think the thing that most people are probably excited and interested about from that was they had a lot of behind the scenes stuff with Keanu Reeves, him doing mocap and whatnot, which which I thought was fun to watch. It was just cool seeing Keanu Reeves do his thing. Uh, and I'm excited to see how all that will translate in game. But yeah, kind of just to go off Lucy's point, like I feel like we've seen more than enough of this game at this point. To be honest, when they first showed that 45 minutes at E3 or whatever, back in 2017 or 2018, I was pretty much done then. Like I was like, I don't really need to see anything else. Um, and I figured like maybe we'd see more at E3, but these these Night City wires that are happening, you know, every couple of weeks seem like a bit too much at least for me maybe there's still some people kind of on the fence that need this stuff but i'm i'm excited i don't need it at this point it's it's also it's kind of strange i guess because we we've only ever seen this kind of coverage on games as a service rather than on a single player game so it's it's a strange one but i i do i like them and i i I like seeing the hype around it i'm very excited for this game i really hope it's very good I think I'm more interested to see what they do with this Night City Wire thing for future updates and especially the multiplayer. I think like when they add Mm. multiplayer, this format would work super well with that because that's exactly what the hardcore fans are going to want for a game that, you know, supposedly from, I don't know, our best guess is that this is probably going to be a live service sort of style multiplayer that'll update pretty regularly add new missions and whatnot. And I, and I think that format is perfect for it, but for a retail game that is, you know, you're just getting the entire game in one when it comes out. Like it, it, it seems like it's, it's a little too much at this point. That being said, it's still, still fun to watch. And there's still new stuff. I'm, I'm surprised that like there is still new noteworthy stuff that they have to talk about in the preview cycle. Cause it makes me excited mm-hmm. for what is not being talked about. Yeah, I'm excited for the music, especially because yeah. there was that trailer I sent you, Lucy, that had it had an artist that sounded a lot like Trent Reznor. <sighs> I don't a lot think like it is. Trent. No, I, I don't think, think it he might sounds, be much. He sounds Trent. young. He yeah. sounds younger. Um, although, I mean, obviously, Nine Inch Nails have done a lot of music. Trent and Atticus have done a lot of music for games. Yeah, Black Ops Two, right? Was that it? Yeah, uh, Quake. Hey, no, Black Ops 2 was Avenged Sevenfold? I don't know if Avenged... uh, No, I think think Trent and Atticus did the score. Oh, And Avenged Sevenfold, because they were in the credits at the end. Um, Google this. But I think... Yeah, they did do Quake, because they did... um, On the store, on the Nine Inch Nails store recently, they released the vinyl of Quake, and they had the thing, they were like... Oh, actually, we have this collection of essays and stuff about working on the game, but a certain oh, publisher... that's w- really cool. A certain publisher won't let us uh, <laughs> release it. No. It is. It is the Black Ops 2 main theme. I don't know if they did the whole score for that game, but they definitely did some Black Ops 2 songs, which, you know. But anyway, this is episode 69, and we wanted to nice. celebrate the 69th episode with nice. a very nice segment. Lucy, do you want to do you want to go over the plan? Well, so when we were talking about it this morning, obviously the theme of this episode is is nice. So I thought it might be nice. I'm trying not to do Beach Boys. 
um, to like, <laughs> I don't know, talk about some nice things that have actually happened this year and in keeping with the fact that it's Thanksgiving in America, um, or it will have been by the time this episode goes up, it might be nice to talk about things to be excited for, things you're thankful for in this the fucking worst year of all time. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I thought, you know, there's there's stuff to be thankful for, for sure. Like, health, friends, still, you know, having video games as an escape during mm -hmm. these crazy times. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Who wants, who wants to go first? I guess I will start. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that 2020 we created the GameSpot Discord, more specifically Jean-Luc created the GameSpot Discord. And that has been a beacon of positivity and it has been very nice to kind of bring the community together a little bit. Uh, Tamor's mentioned it before on the podcast, but it's kind of hard to see that community with the stuff that GameSpot produces because so many people on the internet come in and just talk shit and complain that mm -hmm. usually the the nicer stuff and the more positive people kind of get buried, which is something we don't want to happen. But a lot of times with the internet, it's just impossible. So the discord has kind of become a sort of bastion of positivity with a lot of great people there talking about games, talking about how they stay in shape, how they're, how they're keeping it together during these, these times. And honestly, it's been great. Like I check it every day and multiple times a day. And I'm very happy we were able to, finally get something like that done because I think it's, 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 it's very nice. I'm trying to think. I like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for, or at least, or at least something that I think is really nice. And I think it's highlighted by not to pimp the GameSpot merch, but like Chris Morris did a video about accessibility in video games this week. And I think it was, it was really, really good. And he had an interview with Steve Saylor and just talking about how accessibility is finally been taking so been taking is finally being taken so much more seriously by game developers and publishers and seeing like steve mentioned something that i didn't even realize which was like the original assassin's creed didn't even have subtitles yeah that's wild and now that's like crazy. i remember reading something about um subtitles for example ubisoft puts them on by default and they discovered that like 90 something percent of players just leave them on like so even though subtitles are, are something like an accessibility tool it's like used by everyone and so there was a really good interview uh from rod ferguson a while ago that sounds weird because it was our interview but he just ran with the thing but like he talked about accessibility and how it's being handled in microsoft and their kind of mantra is it's like you build these tools and then you expand them to the entire audience and like even people who don't think they need them or like it just helps out everyone. And so I am thankful for like more people being able to play games who previously couldn't, like whether it's by accessibility tools um, uh, within games, uh, controllers like the accessibility controller or, you know, just being able to use the voice reader and stuff on consoles it's really cool and it's like something that's been a very big conversation point this year i think like ex accessibility like um steven spawn and alana did the accessibility awards mm. as well which is really cool to see and see it all get a platform like that yeah, so especially nice. with last of us 2 right yeah it's just had like the most comprehensive suite of accessibility options that we've probably ever seen in a video game yeah 
And it just set like an incredible standard that I hope, you know, other developers will at least follow, at least to the best of their ability. Um, because I imagine doing some of that stuff requires a lot of forethought and a lot of uh, money. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, Microsoft awesome have an internal team. So Microsoft do, have yeah. an internal team. And so like, given that they've now bought a lot of developers this past <laughs> couple of years, I think when you say it'll cost, I, I assume like now that some core teams have that tech, mm -hmm. they'll just, it'll be easier to share that knowledge with others. Yeah. It's even better. Jean-Luc, Callie? Uh, I, because of the pandemic, I've been spending a lot of, I've just been, I basically moved back in with my parents, but, uh, I get to spend a lot of time with my family and I'm very lucky to be able to do that because I, I know not everyone has that, um, the luxury of being able to spend time with people right now. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm especially grateful for being able to spend time with my dog because she is old and uh, has a bunch of stuff wrong inside her body. Aww. So, I mean, she seems fine, but yeah, you never know. So um, that's been a highlight of my year for sure. Uh, I think my highlight uh, would be my current apartment. Because uh, I was living in a like really cramped one studio apartment with my girlfriend for three years. And uh, we kind of like very spur of the moment, like jumped on this new place. Um, thanks to um, Chastity, actually, who recommended the place for us. Um, so internally grateful for her. And we moved in like right before the pandemic. And oh boy, I would have not wanted to live in that uh, apartment <laughs> trying to work from home <laughs> stuck in there next to a hospital it would have just been an absolute nightmare so yeah i'm just feeling very thankful uh i guess for my my current situation um you know i feel like we're all very lucky that we have a job that lets us work from home mm -hmm. uh do what we can do and you know it's it's a privileged thing but it's like i'm i'm also I'm thankful for new video game consoles. Like, honestly, like it's been, it's been a lot of work. Like we've been, I feel like, you know, really working our, working our asses off here at GameSpot to like make cool videos for you guys. But also like, it has been really nice to just like have like a new thing that I can like distract myself with, uh, especially mm -hmm. with the timing of it coming out, you know, with mm -hmm. the, with the election and all, it was like, Oh cool. I can just, ignore all that yeah turn on this ps5 so mm -hmm. those loading uh, times less time yeah. to doom scroll <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah no like i honestly am spending less time on twitter because i don't have to wait for loading screens anymore it's kind of amazing Brilliant. Mm. yeah that's the fix we all needed in our <laughs> lives i think less time on twitter that's what i'm thankful for yeah anyway with that let's head on over to listener questions And we are back. Remember, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or you can join our Discord and there is a channel in there where you can ask whatever questions you like, within reason, of course, and I will look at them, add them to the doc, and maybe we'll get to them during an episode. And today we've got three. The first one comes from Daniel Moreno. Jean-Luc, do you want to read this one? Yes. Uh, Daniel asks... What video game award category would you create that is both unconventional and particular to your personality slash interests? All right. We cannot mention the Cabaret Club 
And Shit. This, is a, for this section, I know everyone's thinking I'd make a cabaret club award, award or something like that, but we, we can't do that. This we've, we've done it too many episodes. The b- um, best Yakuza mini game mini- award <laughs> goes to. <laughs> Nice, nice job finding a loophole, John Luke. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um, although, actually, so I I love like weird award categories. Like, I'm I'm all about like, you know, like really diving into like very specific stuff. So I actually would like totally do like a me- best like game within a game, like mini game type category. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one I thought of was uh, best late title card. I love me a good oh, yeah. late title card. Like Assassin's Creed Valhalla will uh, take that for you. It's like eight hours in. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I I remember. I remember like Assassin's Creed Three, bad game. Great late title card. Assassin's yeah. Creed Two, great late <laughs> title card. Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, terrible game. Amazing late title card. Like I am all about <laughs> a good late title card. <laughs> It just like That's gets you so in the mood. Specific. You're like, yeah. I, love I love how specific that is. I love everything I, about that. I feel it though. I, I know where you're coming from. I like that yeah. too. <laughs> just gets you hype. Like the Doom one, Doom, Doom 2016, when it's like you go through that first level and then like you get in the elevator and then like the music starts swelling up and he like cocks the shotgun like to the beat of the music and then the, the title hits and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm ready to play some Doom, goddammit. Pray. 2016, Pray? also a yes. very good title card. Slightly late, not very late, but very good implementation. Isn't Red Dead Redemption 2's kind of late <gasps> as well? Oh, oh, mm-hmm. Red oh, Dead John 1. Got it. Red Dead 1. So Red Dead technically has two late, has two title cards. It has the, the one at the beginning yeah. of the game, but they throw in the title card at the very end of the game after the credits. Oh, yeah. At the very, very end. And I'm like, ah, like that's. I love that. The latest of the latest of title cards. I've never noticed this in my life. I don't even know. I mean, I know what you're talking about now, but when you said late title card, I was like, huh? Now this is all I'm going to look out. I feel like I'm missing out. This sounds so exciting and fun. (laughs) Like you're really selling it. I think for me, the reason why I think of it, I don't know if I can, I don't know if Jean-Luc feels the same, but was editing short films in college and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Cause you'd always try to come up with clever places mm-hmm. to put the title card. And I'd always put it late because it's like, Oh, it's cooler. If like, it's, it's, it's just cooler. a scene happens, title card shows up and then you like go on to the next scene. So that, that that's why I think of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, um, my niche award category would be best localization. That's a good one. Too. That's a good one. I yeah. feel like localization doesn't get enough attention or credit as it does as is because that's, it seems tough to do. It's oh, yeah. it's one of those things that like you, you wouldn't notice it if it was really good unless you mm-hmm. were the kind of person who notices language quirks. Um, like like playing Persona Five Royal, every character goes for real like every five seconds. Oh yeah. And I originally wanted to play it in Japanese to like practice, but I I was hearing for real and I was like, oh, I know the exact Japanese phrase that they translated this from. And I just I'm, I'm I've hyper fixated on it. Like every time they say it, I'm like, I just I think about that and I think about like, oh, you know, seriously might have been more natural. sound. Like I just I can't. And then I'm like, sorry, we have I have to check the log because I didn't 
process any of the last like five dialogue boxes because I was thinking about how I would have, you know, mixed it up with like, are you serious? (laughs) I like never noticed that. But now that you say that, I can absolutely hear Ryuji's like, for real. Who does it all the time. It's it's Ryuji. I, I'm sorry to point it out. It's not like a criticism or anything. It's just I can I can tell where it came from. So I'm thinking or like the one that everybody made fun of at the very beginning of the game is when uh, you say, like, please take care of me to uh, Sojuro. And it's like, I know it, there's just hmm, how would I if I was was presented with that, because I know what they are saying in Japanese, how would I have made that sound more natural in English. Um, so I think about that, that kind of thing a lot. And um, like Jake was telling me about a pet peeve of his with the Witcher. And then I was like, I went on this whole thing. I really, I should go back to college and get a degree in linguistics. I get really into it. Um, so that would be my category would be like, this one sounds so natural. Good job. <laughs> I think mine for a, uh, uh, an award would be best use. This is a newer one. Best use of the dual sense. Cause mm. after mm. playing some games with the dual sense, I'm excited to see what developers do. And I was gonna yeah, say, I, mean, I, I think just have an award to highlight that's that. A that's, a one. Yeah. that's a great Assassin's one. That's a great one. Assassin's Creed bad. Call of Duty good. <laughs> Assassin. Oh, I was so disappointed. I was they like, really, I had the PS4 it. version. When I upgraded, I was really excited, and then they didn't do anything with it. Overwatch like, is really good. Oh, oh, really? Overwatch That's is cool. Really good. What do they um, do in Overwatch? They just they've just like all of the um, all of the abilities like feel like really oh, good. Okay. Especially like I'm, I've been playing a lot of Mercy recently, and having her healing beam like there's a constant feedback oh, okay. of the healing beam, and like um, which is really good. Um, in terms Shouldn't of they, they be working on Overwatch too, though not. don't do this jacob uh in terms of a category that i would like i would like punny um achievement and trophy titles Mm. Ooh, that's good that's a good one what are some highlights um god i don't even know but sometimes i just read one i just really appreciate the joke yeah it's hard to think off the top of your head but there are so many like really good ones where you're like yeah. <laughs> or like you know that gif of like the guy reading sensible chuckle magazine oh yeah that's 100 percent me <laughs> yeah um yakuza zero i did it for the trophy oh yeah that's that's a good one yeah oh there was a there was one recently oh man there was one what was the it? Astrobot one that, ones were pretty cute. The Astrobot Astrobot's really ones good. Are there cute. was one that was really, really good. Ah, oh, it's gonna bother me. Uh, in Demon Souls, I just got a trophy called Time for Rolling, which is yeah. a good name. <laughs> Wait, is it Astro's Playroom? Let me. I'm looking it up. Oh, the uh, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Jason, as well. Wipeout. No, I mean, Jason's they're all a good one. They're all obviously like PlayStation puns but like when you get the platinum it's called you've only done everything which i really like it's like this passive aggressive (laughs) (laughs) i like when you said jason my first thought was jason and then i remembered jason so yeah it took me a second well next question here is from carbon actually these two questions are kind of similar well actually no probably not because i bet we won't be relaxing and chilling over thanksgiving break considering we have to submit our game of the year list soon and i'm sure a lot of us haven't played some of the games and we're going to do that over thanksgiving so we're going to start with carbon first which is what is your favorite game to relax and chill to um well 
threes. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Layton games, like puzzle games. I like Sudoku. I like Picross. Um, but I got um, the Professor Layton on Switch. Well, Catriel Layton on Switch. Um, that's a very big chill game for me. Professor Layton is also just like it gives me holiday break vibes for some yes. reason. Mm-hmm. It big is very time. relaxing. Did you ever play, speaking of Picross, did you ever play Murder by Numbers? No, not yet. I yeah, keep meaning to. Is it on sale? It. I don't know. It, I mean, probably we're approaching Black Friday, but yeah. um, it came out like right, or I got the game like right before I got Animal Crossing and I had to pivot to Animal Crossing for the review. And I really want to go back to that because Picross, like puzzle games like that are so relaxing to me. Like I will just like lie in bed and play a puzzle game like that. Me too. And that's, that's my big um, thing that I'm going to do this weekend is just like get a blanket, just play a bunch of games. And that's, that's going to be, and eat a lot and drink too. Because <laughs> I took Monday off. So, <laughs> woo. Um, for me, I was going to say Tetris Effect. Maybe not like the harder levels in Tetris Effect because some of those are stressful and I'm not really good at Tetris, but some of the slower ones and with the music and vibe and everything, that's a good game to relax yeah. and chill too. I don't know if it's one of those games where I'd like turn on a podcast and listen to a podcast with me because you kind of want to be in the moment, I feel like, when you're, but yeah, I, I I enjoy playing that quite a bit when I don't really know what else to play and I'm just looking to kill some time. I think like good podcast games are big open world stuff where you just have to go and collect shit. They're mm-hmm. good podcast games. I can see myself doing that with Valhalla. Jean-Luc, what do you got? Uh, mine's probably, I don't know, like Destiny is something because I just like, mm. you turn your brain off and you're just like, I'm going to go pew, pew, pew. grind some bounties and shoot some shoot people stuff. and yeah, put on a podcast or whatever. Um also animal crossing animal crossing has been a really good one this year uh mm-hmm. for me um i i thought about saying animal crossing and then i realized that i get like way too <laughs> pumped about what i'm doing and i'm not actually relaxing <laughs> <laughs> all right so kind of on the back of that jacob mccourt asks what are y'all planning on doing over the thanksgiving break I imagine for most of us, it will be playing lots of games because, like I said, we have to send in our top 10 games soon for game of the year deliberations. And usually Thanksgiving break kind of turns into a few days where we try to taste test as many games as possible. (laughs) Yeah, it is like the mad dash of like all year you're like. I have plenty of time. I'll just play whatever. I'll do whatever. I'll rewatch Avatar The Last Airbender and it'll be fine. And then like Thanksgiving is like, I never played Paradise Killer. <laughs> you should. Oh, Paradise shit. Killer is yeah. so your jam. You just jam. reminded me. I got to add that to my list. <laughs> it's so good. I'm, I'm really hoping that more folks play it. Yeah. Um, and and it, for, for context, if you don't know how our Game of the Year deliberations work, we there's basically some magical formula where... Uh, we base our deliberations around submissions from the entire team, kind of like in the aggregate to help narrow down the initial conversation. Um, there is math involved. I'm not sure who does the math. It might be a spreadsheet that does the math. It but, is a spreadsheet. Yeah. But we have to, we submit like a ranked list and then there are awarded points in the background before we start the meeting. Cause it would suck to go into a meeting and be like, so everybody, what games do you think are good? And then we'd all just be shouting out different things and it would be a mess. Yeah, um, I think we don't already shout out different things Yeah, and it's a mess as is, but. Yeah, I had a meeting today that was like, how should we do this over Zoom? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, and we don't have Peer this year and I feel like he was always a really good uh, 
mediator. Yeah, mm. just mm, just like cutting yep. cutting people off if they were going not, not in a fair. bad way, but like yeah. yeah, keeping everyone on track and being like, no, that's not relevant to the discussion we're having. Exactly. Let's keep it back on track. Yeah. So so for me, yeah, my answer is definitely like uh, my priority is to play Hades. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So I'll be playing Hades and then um, Paradise Killer is another one that I want to play. There are a lot of games that like I still want to play, but like I don't feel I need to play them before deliberations because they're like, like I feel like there are plenty of people who can talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't need to like I don't need to add on to that. They've got that covered. I'd rather play some stuff that like I'm personally really interested in that I also think could be a contender for our list. Um, So then I can like have a more thorough list for myself. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, uh, eating food with my family. Going to be doing that as well. My dad got two pumpkin pies. Hell yeah. I love pumpkin pie. And I looked at the first pie my mom got and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's enough pie. And then my dad went to the <laughs> grocery store today because my mom forgot potatoes and he got another pumpkin pie. And I was like, well, good. You set. <laughs> we're, we're covered. I don't have to feel guilty about eating this pie. There's like one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think my, what I'll probably be doing is trying to get the platinum and demon souls. I should be playing other stuff, but <laughs> I want to get the platinum. I want to get the platinum before uh, Cyberpunk comes out. And I feel like the best chance to do that would be over the break. Because if my calculations are correct, I think I'm at least going to have to do one more run through that game, which could take a bit. So those are my plans. And then, yeah, eating food with family. Mm -hmm. Eating food with my roommates. Um, They were roommates. And they were roommates. No, and then uh, I've got calls planned with my family this weekend, actually. Um, don't talk to them every weekend, but given that it's a holiday and I've got a few days off, I'm gonna do that. Play games. I want to catch up with The Undoing. Um, oh, also it's the Bake Off finale, but we're mad at Bake Off this year. It's been ridiculous. Not happy. And I know Paul Hollywood says it's based on a week to week performance and previous weeks don't count. Well, that's bullshit, Paul. That's and not you fair, know Paul. it is. Laura has been in the bottom for so long. Paul, I, I haven't caught up, but I watch a lot of competition shows and I wholeheartedly whore, <laughs> agree that... Good, we got a name for this week. I, <laughs> one. I, I agree that basing it just off of the one week's performance is just absolutely unfair. That happened on Holiday Baking Championship, which is subpar compared to to Great British Bake Off, but I've been watching yeah. a lot of like holiday. Uh, my mom and I have been watching a holiday crafting show. Oh, have you seen that one on Netflix with Mr. Christmas? No. I well, think now I'm yeah. changing my Thanksgiving plans. But um, <laughs> Sorry, Hades. Yeah. I, I really just, it's very annoying. I miss Mary Berry. Me too. Prue, I started off, sorry, this has gone into Bake Off Minute. It's been gone for the last couple of weeks. We're back. Uh, I, 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 Gave Prue a good shot, but Mary is the queen. Mary is the OG. Also, Prue, her voice, her mouth always sounds claggy when she's just had something to eat. Like she needs a sip of water. Yeah, and I have, I have, I have misophonia, and it just it mm. makes me uncomfortable. It's not a nice sound. 
Claggy. It's a good word. Claggy. It's a fun a word. Yeah, fun word. The first it time really, I've ever heard that word. It really paints a picture. It sure does. That's why I like it. It's like almost onomatopoeia is what I like yeah. about it. Yeah. John Luke, what are your plans? Uh, I'll probably play... I think I need to play more Yakuza. Not, it's already on my list. It's just now how high will it go? I need to mm. play more to determine that. Because uh, that could change the entire course of, of uh, you know, History? discussions. Depending on how high it goes. <laughs> Look, I feel, there's a, I feel there's a good contingent of crime. I feel like you, you, you're all the crime boys. I saw, I saw a couple of people crime gang in, in, in uh, one of the Slack channels uh, the other day being like, I'd I, I, put yakuza in my list i'm like yes you were yes. like retribution <laughs> finally yes this is all what was it 2017 yeah 2017 yakuza has not has had a how do i put this it's just you know it gets it gets shafted sometimes i think yeah now now's the time there's never yeah. been a better time for yakuza um so then so there's that and then um Honestly, I think we're going to um, start putting up Christmas decorations. Georgia Ooh. is wild about Christmas. Um, and because we aren't visiting my family this year, we're like, we have to go hard on the Christmas decorations. Mm -hmm. So we already bought the fake tree. And she wanted to put it up like right away. And I was like, you're going to get sick of it. Don't do that. And so I told her <laughs> after Thanksgiving. So she is like, the second Thanksgiving over, <laughs> <laughs> putting that tree up. <laughs> we're going full Christmas mode. I think decorating for Christmas is like a really adult thing to do. Like it, it, it gives your place a sense of permanence. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like in my life, I like haven't decorated for Christmas because I was leaving the place I was living to go exactly. somewhere else. Or my parents were doing the decorating. I haven't like lived in a place where I was going to stay there for Christmas and do the decorating myself. So that is the most adult thing I've ever heard of. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm very proud of you guys. It'll be our first time fully decorating. Oh, uh, so because it also, like, I mean, you know, I mentioned earlier, our previous apartment, like, I think we, like, got, like, a really small dinky tree, but it's, like, you couldn't decorate in that apartment. Like, you added the tree, and you're, like, okay, well, now we have to kind of... We shimmy around the tree. We have to shimmy around it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we have, to like, space. Into the kitchen. We, can, we can actually, like, put a tree somewhere and put things under it. Very exciting. Well, anyway, that's been episode 69. Nice. Nice. Of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you guys for joining me this week. Before we go, Lucy, oh. what are you working on, and where can people find you? Um, well, you, uh, Phil, and I had a chat about shagging in Cyberpunk. <laughs> so, did you say it like that? No, I didn't. Hoping I would go, fuck off. I did, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I didn't want to uh, interrupt you. It's fine. I start. I started talking, and then I was like, "Should I? I'm just gonna." Continue. Is, it, is that a Vine? No, uh, it's a video. It's a video. video. I'll send right. it after. Uh, so we did. No, it, that that kind of undermines the entire video. <laughs> yeah. um, so last week, uh, John Luke, myself, and Phil did a video about Phil's 16-hour hands-on with Cyberpunk, and then. Uh, Jake, Phil, and I did a video about what sex and relationships are like in cyberpunk. So not only like romantic entanglements, but also just like your relationship with Johnny Silverhand, which is like, I didn't realize how much of an important part of that game that really is and how you interact with him. And honestly, very excited at the prospect of Keanu Reeves just being around all the time. All the time, yeah. All the time. 
Um, and so that should be up by the time this podcast goes out. And I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games. Probably complaining about the Assassin's Creed cross saves. <laughs> Callie, how about you? I'm on Twitter at Inky Dojiko, I-N-K-O-I-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. If you've been listening to the podcast, you probably know how to spell it by now. Um, I, uh, you know, I talk about Animal Crossing mostly. It's the safest It's the safest topic for me to talk about on Twitter, so that's what I stick to. Um, and, you know, I most of my job is editing and planning and doing stuff, so... Always working, but not always publishing things. But um, I did review Call of Duty. That final review is up now. Um, if you haven't read it, I'm really happy with my zombies analysis in particular, um, which I, I think that was the thing I was most like the biggest question mark for me. So I'm actually I can say like I'm actually really proud of that one. It was but, very good. Which mm -hmm. is I don't often feel that way when I, pu I publish things and I'm like, oh, God, time to die. So, yeah, feeling good. <laughs> Uh, John Luke, how about you? Uh, you can find me at John Luke Seipke, and I uh, am cutting the video review for uh, Phil's review for Destiny 2 Beyond Light. That should be already up by the time this is up. And yeah, that's kind of it. Trying to trying to keep it light this week. Not not trying to do too much if I can help it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I haven't done a whole lot this week other than just <laughs> planning for things coming down the line exactly uh but before we end i do want to give a shout out to green ninja trainer dan who dm'd me on twitter this morning because he said that i found the podcast early last month and i've been catching up and loving all the podcasts i finished wow. episode 39 earlier the dude listened to almost 40 episodes of this podcast in like a couple weeks so that's crazy a and b also he probably won't get to this episode for quite a while, but when he does, a nice shout out. And then yeah. a nice shout out. <laughs> but anyway, you can find me at Jacob Deck. And with that, we will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Ew. Turkey Day. Nice. I'm British. Do I celebrate?